time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. 707 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, September 30th. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. Welcome to another edition of your Saturday morning conservative experience here on Talk 94.5. I am, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the big show. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening in this crazy, broken, sinful world that we live in. All the things that we think you know, we try to at least give you a little, a little dab of here on Saturday Morning Coffee. A lot to talk about today. We're all about limited government, lower taxes, and more freedom. Not much freedom getting passed out in the world today, folks. It seems to be shrinking daily. So it's uh, up to us to preserve it, protect it, defend it wherever we can. And uh, got a lot to, to share with you today. Much going on. Joined here in the studio, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how you doing this morning? I'm doing awesome, Reese. How about yourself? I'm doing great. How's your Saturday morning going this it morning? It is going to be great weather, great time to go out to the Irish-Italian Festival down in the International Irish-Italian International? Festival. Yeah. yeah. I, heard, I heard the uh, booths were sold out. They've got a full... Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah they've got it's a, a very, full house down there. Very popular. I hope to get down there. Yeah. What's the uh, Café du Jour this morning? Uh, it was... Um, Costco, Costco morning blend sticker. We got yeah. we got to get you some more One Nation yeah. coffee. Well, you yeah. know I've been so busy. Honestly, yeah. I'm taking what I can get. Time to, yeah. and I haven't been to Costco in quite a while. Well, I've got uh, we've got some uh, uh, giveaways, Glenn. We've got in the gift bag. We of course we gave away some uh, four tickets to the Astro Theater. Uh, we've got four more tickets uh, to give away to the Astro Theater. So a lot, uh, and I've got a gift card. We've got uh, a gift card both to Dunkin' Donuts. Or Starbucks. We may let somebody have a choice, uh, Glenn. We've got a $25 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts and a $25 gift card to Starbucks that's nice. been contributed to the uh, prize box. So we'll try to get to that maybe later in the show. I'm making a note about that because we yeah. always forget. Yeah. We say we're going to give <laughs> we, stuff away. Well, we're and, busy guys. Yeah, we're busy guys. And gotta, um, quite honestly, America runs on Dunkin'. So. American does run mm-hmm. on Dunkin'. But I tell you, I've been... I've been uh, a little uh, leaning toward. I, I fluctuate. I, I go back and forth. But some of the uh, the fall drinks at Starbucks have been getting my attention lately, <laughs> and some of my money. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a great uh, time of year to be drinking some of those fine espresso drinks at Starbucks. They're a little pricey. That's why uh, we give you a little help in that department from time to time because that's what we're all about here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We love to help you out. All about uh, great politics and great coffee go together. And uh, one of the things we wanted to also remind you guys, if you have topic uh, suggestions for the show, feel free to be in touch. Um, we are uh, not always live uh, on the show these days. We've been doing some pre-recording, but you can always reach out to the show over X, also known the platform formerly known as Twitter. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle for the show. You can email your comments to the show. SMC at gmail is the email address for the show mailbag and you can also contact us during normal business hours 
uh, number there at Davis and Boyd, weekdays, normal business hours, is the day job at Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. The number there, 843-839-9800. Had a great time yesterday, Glenn. I told him I'd give him a shout out, so I have his permission to do this. But one of our loyal listeners dropped by the office, wanted to talk about he had some legal questions he wanted to ask me, but he said I, we were having a great conversation. Tom Moran, by the way, is his uh-huh. name. Tom and I were talking about various things. He had some great stories uh, to share, and he said, you know, I really just wanted to drop by and, and get to know you. I feel like I know you from the radio show, having been a loyal listener for several years. But we had a great conversation. It's always love uh, getting to know some of our listeners a little better. Really enjoyed sitting down with Tom. Had a great chat. Uh, with him in the office uh, yesterday so enjoyed uh, meeting him so tom hope you're having a great saturday morning we and are, we are kind of like family reese you know people bring us into their homes every saturday morning and yeah you know they drive in their car with us they don't know us that well except that they trust us well the funny thing was <laughs> the funny thing was and this is an interesting observation i thought he said you know i feel like i know you right and i really wanted to get to sit down and just chat with you and get to know you. And I realized, I said, you know, it's really funny. You you really do. And I think that's one of the things I love about radio. I mean, I felt like I never met Rush Limbaugh, just to take an right. example. I never met Rush Limbaugh, but I felt like I knew Rush oh, Limbaugh. sure, sure. It's such an intimate medium. I think that's mm-hmm. what I love about it, you yeah. know. And uh, it's just a really interesting way to get a peek into uh, into somebody's thoughts and their soul. And, and it's just a fascinating little thing that we do here on Saturday morning. So we enjoy it, and that's why we're here. Hope you guys enjoy it. But, yeah, feel free to contact the office anytime at Davis and Boyd that we can help you. Uh, 843-839-9800, again, is that number. Always love to chat with you all, love to hear from you. Also wanted to remind you guys that if you do happen to miss an episode of Saturday Morning Coffee, you can catch us as a podcast. Open up your Apple CarPlay or Spotify or Google Play, whatever your podcast player of choice is. Open it up, search for Saturday Morning Coffee, and look for that familiar blue and red coffee cup logo. And I tell you what, Glenn, we'll do another contest around the podcast. If folks, we're uh, really trying to push the podcast, if folks will subscribe to uh, Saturday Morning Coffee, the podcast, and just send an email to that uh, mailbag email address that we always share, that's reeseboydsmc at gmail.com, reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. Just share with us that you've subscribed to the podcast in the email, and you don't have to stay subscribed forever. Just subscribe, and we'll trust you on that. And uh, send us that email. We'll throw your name in the hat for the next drawing, and the next drawing we'll give away four more. T- Actually, we've got five tickets to the Astro Theater. Okay. And a $25 gift card to Starbucks or Dunkin', winner's choice, Okay. plus a uh, Saturday morning coffee coffee. Man, man, you're like giving away all kinds Hi, of stuff, Reese. It doesn't what? get any better than that, does no, it? No, what's happening, man? What's happening, dude? Yeah. So, yeah, send those emails after you subscribe. Subscribe to the Saturday Morning Coffee Podcast. Send us that email telling us you've subscribed, and we'll put your name in the hat. We'll draw it on a – maybe next week if we're um, – we've missed a show. We were actually at a football game in Columbia last week, but I'm assuming, Lord willing, we'll be here next week. We'll mm-hmm. do the drawing, Lord. and uh, if we don't do it ne- next week, we'll do it the following week. But we'll uh, the next time we're here in the studio, we'll be doing a drawing to uh, share that uh, prize loot with you. So yeah. – uh, play along if you can. And Lord willing and the creek don't rise. If the Lord is willing and the creek does not rise. That's a great uh, expression. My grandfather used to say that. A lot to talk about, folks. It's been a crazy week, Glenn. We were talking a little bit before the air. Uh, we've lost Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Uh, Diane Feinstein has passed away. We have a sad loss uh, there. But um, it was probably time for her to move on from the Senate. And uh, so it's, But we are saddened by the loss of a... Of a that's exactly the kind of, of a the long person, suffering yeah. person that works till they die. 
Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. That's the best example I can think of it, (laughs) you know. Well, you know, ironically, Friday, the day yesterday, Mm -hmm. when they announced that Dianne Feinstein had passed away, doing my normal Friday morning gig on the Liz Calloway show, uh, we were talking about Mitch McConnell. And I said, what possible reason could there be for Mitch McConnell to still be in the Senate. Right. I mean, I'm just, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be ugly when I no, say that. No, we're not. I, I, we're I'm, being, I'm, actually, you're just being smart. I'm just being kind. <laughs> yeah. And if you look back, and we'll talk a little bit more about it after the break, but if you look back to the last few months that Diane Feinstein was in the Senate, she really had no business being there, Correct. Glenn. Yep. She was being manipulated by her handlers. Yep. Hmm, does that sound familiar? Yes. What other politicians in Washington are being manipulated can't, by their handlers. Hmm. Maybe one that starts I, with a B. I, I can't, yeah, maybe there's a. JB. Maybe he li- does he live in a house that's not white. that's maybe off white? <laughs> maybe. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a sad fact that we have a lot of politicians who need to be put out to pasture to go enjoy the you know the remainder of their lives. Right. And, but yeah, we'll t- we'll get more to that. We'll get back to that a little bit more. I wanted to also sh- share with you guys. We've got uh, Matt Lieber, a member of the South Carolina House, going to be joining us to talk about uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Of course, we had the debate this week. A lot of comments uh, about the debate. A lot of reactions. We'll be talking a little bit about that. So, a lot more to talk about here on Saturday morning coffee. Hope you guys will stick with us. A lot to talk about this morning. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors i'm reese boyd that's glenn die do not leave town Folks, let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm talking about Conway Ford. Of course, we love all our sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee, but we especially love Conway Ford. At Conway Ford, you'll find the best service in town, the smiling faces that you've come to know and love. It's your hometown dealer and winner of the Ford President's Award, where an excellent customer service and best buying experience is simply the order of the day. The Conway Ford buying experience is better than their current competitors they guarantee it they're also finally excited to have a lot full of of some of your favorite ford vehicles new broncos bronco sports at conway ford they've got more than any other dealer in the area and they also have escapes edges explorers expeditions ford f-150s and some great new mustangs spent a great day riding around in a mustang in the aner hoedown parade last week had a great time so go check out the mustangs Ask for Barry. you got a lot of great folks over at Conway Ford that are happy to help. They're also offering complimentary pickup and delivery for your service. If your car service needs, check them out. Conway Ford at Church Street in Conway. It's the best car buying experience in town. They guarantee it. Check them out. Conway Ford in Conway and tell them you heard about it on Saturday Morning Coffee. morning everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour 
A lot to talk about today. We were talking just before the break on about the unfortunate, sad news that we received yesterday, the passing of Senator Dianne Feinstein. And, of course, uh, this was uh, not completely uh, a surprise. Dianne Feinstein was, was quite aged. She was 90 years old. The, uh, the office of uh, Dr. Fein, uh, Dr. Fein, Senator Feinstein uh, released the following. Said, Sadly, Senator Feinstein passed away last night. This would have been Thursday evening at her home in Washington, D.C. Her passing is a great loss for many, from those who loved and cared for her to the people of California, whom she dedicated her life to serving said Feinstein, Chief of Staff James Souls. You know, it's interesting. She, um, Senator Feinstein never backed away from a fight for what was just and right. At the same time, she was always willing to work with anyone, even though she disagreed with. She's being, she being um, characterized, Glenn, as a centrist Democrat, but in a lot of the press that I see. But she's really quite liberal. She pushed mm-hmm. uh, very hard uh, to the left. She was not... She was not what most would call a yellow dog Democrat. She was not a moderate uh, Democrat in my mind. She had a lot of very, I mean, very liberal votes in her. Uh, in yeah, her, Russell in her Fry said this morning they did not agree on really anything. Virtually anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so one of the things that uh, I did note that was interesting. This was a little bit of an irony. I shared this with Liz because I was on her show yesterday morning, Friday morning. We were talking about Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. And on the Liz Calloway Morning Show on Friday, and I said, Liz, what possible reason, and I don't mean this to be ugly, but what possible reason is there for Mitch McConnell to still be in Congress? And we've seen the events, the episodes that he's been having, whether it's been, you know, ischemic little episodes, mini strokes, whatever, something clearly going on. True. And and I was didn't even really think about Dianne Feinstein. And then, of course, later in the day, yesterday afternoon, we found out that, that the senator had passed away. But I was looking at some of her recent events, and she's been in the news as well for similar events. And it was back in July. It said during a Senate, this is from the Epoch Times, during a Senate Appropriations Committee committee meeting, Senator Dianne Feinstein confused colleagues when she launched into a speech mid-vote. The committee had met to approve 12 appropriation bills, and when called upon for a verbal vote, Ms. Feinstein had a halting start as she searched for words, ignoring her colleague and Patty Chair. And she had been instructed by the chair to just say I. And she continued with the speech. I'd like to support a yes vote. She went in, went into a sort of a sort of a, a discombobulated speech until her until her aides intervened. And just you can tell, uh, Glenn, you don't have to be around certain people very long to tell that they've just got no business doing what they're trying to do. And that right. was one of those instances. It was clearly time. Uh, for Diane Feinstein to uh, to retire and to come home, but uh, she's now passed. But you could make the same argument about any number of politicians, frankly, including Mitch McConnell and frankly, including Joe Biden. I really don't know um, why we still continue to debate whether he's fit for office when he's clearly not. He's clearly not. Um, you know, he's not even climbing the steps into Air Force One the way they normally do. He's now using the uh, the uh, loading dock steps, right. which are much shorter, and he's still barely negotiated them without falling maybe a better way to approach the term limit deal is an age requirement you have to be under a certain age i mean is that age discrimination i mean term limits is obviously never going to happen well i don't know we talked about that on we talked about on the liz calloway show uh yesterday i didn't you haven't heard a lot about there's an organization in uh washington and one of the things we talked about i said you know i believe term limits I wouldn't have guessed that I would feel this way in my 20s. But now, having been around the block a few times, having watched what happens in D.C., I think term limits are a bad idea whose time has come. 
and has been here for a while. We just can't seem to get it done. But I think if you've been in Congress for four terms in the House, that's eight years, you should move on. Right. You should find something else to do. If she was in, um, she was 30 years a senator in 30 and, years, was it? Yeah, she, she's been a senator, I think, for 30 years. I'm not, yeah. I don't have the exact date in front of me. I, I've yeah. closed her obit. But, yeah, she's been a senator for several decades. Mitch McConnell has been in Washington, I think, in the Senate for longer than I've been alive. I mean, he goes back to, I don't even know. I have to look it up. But, yeah, the, the problem with this, Glenn, is you have people who are more concerned with their own agenda, their own dynasty, how they can benefit their family from their long-standing role in a in a very powerful position, then in doing what's best, and and the record speaks for itself on that. And so, uh, you know, yeah. And if you've been in the Senate, where we where we have six-year terms, if you've been in the Senate for two terms, I think you need to move on. You need to find something else to do. Yeah. Eight years in the House, twelve years in the Senate, that's a twenty-year term in public office. And if you're not ready to move on after that, we need to kind of help you shuffle on out yeah, the door. Yeah, we got some nice parting gifts for you. <laughs> yeah, nice like, little, nice little pension. Healthcare forever that you can yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Do they still get healthcare forever? I think they do. I'm I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I think they do. Well, if if you serve for twenty years, you probably should get healthcare benefits yeah. that trail into the future for some period. I guess indefinitely, but yeah, if you have. 20 years in service in Washington, that's a gracious plenty. If you're going to move the needle, if you're going to make a dent in the universe, you've had an adequate chance uh, to do that. So, yeah, I I think, and by the way, term limits, I had not heard much on the term limits front. On U.S. US term limits, there is an organization called Term Limit Congress. You can find them at termlimits.com. They're still alive and well, apparently. I haven't been getting anything from them. I haven't heard anything about them lately, but they're still well. Liz and I talked about um, the Convention of States effort, COS. You look them up, Google COS, Convention of States, you'll find them. Um, and I think term limits, I believe, are one of the liberty amendments that Mark Levin proposed in his book of liberty amendments. I think he had five different amendments that he thinks the Constitution needs, which are Basically, the amendments that are being pushed by the Convention of States. Okay. We need to get a we need to get a COS update on Saturday morning coffee. We haven't had a COS update in about a year. I know um, they're continuing to make progress. I forget how many states have adopted the resolution, but they're they're incrementally making progress. But the reason we have to go through a constitutional amendment is because Congress is never going to impose term limits upon themselves True. in a sustainable, permanent way. Right. They've proven that. And so if we're going to get term limits, we the people have to do it. And we've got to impose it on our elected representatives by way of an amendment to the uh, Constitution, because I don't think we'll get it in any other way. So I encourage you guys to check out USTermLimits.com. Check out Convention of States. uh, See if that's something that you can get behind, and we'll get an update on Convention of States. But some of those amendments are badly needed. You know, I had a a, uh, professor in in, – Law school, Glenn, that I did a lot of research for, a lot of work for, and we um, we wrote uh, various. Uh, art, I, I say we wrote. I re- I helped him research. He wrote various articles while I was working with him. One of the things, and it was Professor um, William Quirk, wonderful man, by the way, brilliant, brilliant legal mind. I still think about him regularly. He's passed, moved on to to better better pastures. But um, think about him often. He was a brilliant mind. One of the things he said to me, I remember one day we were talking in his office and we were talking about things we would do differently in the Constitution if we had it to go over again, if we could have been there in 1787 and, and made suggestions on the floor in Independence Hall in Philadelphia. 
He said, you know, one of the things that we should have done, or they should have done, the founding fathers should have done in retrospect, is probably make the Constitution a little easier to amend. Yeah. Um, and a little more, and, and that's been kind of the sticking point. And, and the reason we have a lot of problems, the reason we have many issues in the country today, I think, is because the will of the people is often thwarted in, or, or delayed in great degree because the Constitution is very difficult to amend. We only, we only have, like, what, 27 amendments? Yeah. And we got 10 right out of the gate through the Bill of Rights. So, right. really, we only have over almost 250 years of constitutional history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've only done that 17 times. So, if you think about it, it's not an easy thing to do. True. And, um, and and yeah. on some level, that's good. But yeah. I think in, in there have been, there've been public sentiment that's been thwarted because it's a little too hard. And Quirk was, was of the belief, and I think he probably – had a good point that it was a, it could have been easily been a little bit easier to amend the constitution and we would have been a little bit better off but anyway we're good a um, lot to talk about folks stick with us uh, as i mentioned we're going to be talking a little bit later in the show with matt lieber matt's a member of the south carolina house of representatives he's going to be here to talk to us about the vivek ramaswamy campaign for president we'll be talking about the debate and other stuff so stick with us a lot coming on uh for to uh continue with saturday morning coffee i'm reese boyd that's glenn die do not leave town. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. Let us get your Saturday morning going. If you're not up, it's time to rise up. Enjoy your Saturday morning with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for tuning in. A lot to talk about here today on Saturday Morning Coffee, but right now, as promised, we're joined by a very special guest. But before I introduce him, Glenn, we promised a giveaway earlier in the show. We want to do that right now and just remind everybody that if they will subscribe to the Saturday Morning Coffee podcast. You guys know how to do that. Subscribe to the Saturday Morning Coffee podcast and send us an email. SMC at gmail.com is the mailbag address for the show. Send us an email saying you've subscribed to the Saturday Morning Coffee podcast. We'll enter you in the drawing. We're going to be giving away a $25 gift certificate to Starbucks or Dunkin', whichever one you prefer. We're going to be giving away five tickets to the Asher Theater to use at your discretion and a Saturday Morning Coffee coffee mug and glenn will throw in a bag of one nation coffee be sure to check out onenationcoffee.com folks when you get a chance another great sponsor of the show so you get some one nation coffee a coffee mug five tickets to the asher theater and a 25 dollars gift certificate for duncan or starbucks your choice you let us know if you win and to get your name in the drawing all you have to do is subscribe to the saturday morning po- coffee podcast and send us an, send us a mail to the mailbag and any other questions show topics that you have while we're on the subject of the uh, Asher Theater, folks, I want to remind you guys, coming up October 16, we got a great show that's going to benefit the Ori County Republican Party. Tickets to that show are $40 per person. Of course, the Asher Theater is located at 3237 Waccamaw Boulevard in Myrtle Beach. 
Doors will open at 6. If you want more information about that show, feel free to call me at the office of Davis and Boyd. That number is 843-839-9800, and we'll help you get your tickets for a great show by Frank Fioretti. And, and it's going to be just a wonderful night of comedy and camaraderie at the Asher uh, Theater. So join us there October 16th. Right now, I want to get to our very special guest. We are joined. We were going to be joined in the studio, but we actually uh, we've had a little transportation challenge. You know, transportation around Ory County is not always the easiest thing. Sometimes traffic uh, gets in the way. But right now, we are pleased to still, nonetheless, with through the miracle of telephone, we're joined in the studio by Matt, Representative Matt Lieber. Uh, Representative Lieber is a representative in the South Carolina House. He serves District 116, which is Charleston and Colleton counties. He's got a great resume. He's a veteran, former military, he's a veteran of foreign wars, was deployed to Bosnia, is a graduate of the USA Parachutist School, and uh, done a lot of great things, got a wonderful resume, and is fighting for freedom and liberty in the uh, South Carolina House. May get a minute to talk with him about that. But he's also state chair for the Vivek Ramaswamy for President campaign. Joins us here this morning to give us a little update on the campaign and and where the campaign is, uh, what the campaign's up to these days and what it's going to be doing. So, Representative Lieber, welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a a thrill to be able to come on the radio and talk about things I care about. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Vivek is, is doing such a, a great job at um, bringing about uh, his his vision, um, you know, about America first didn't start in 2016. It started in 1776, and you know, I'm 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 happy to be a part of the team. I'm I'm proud of this team, and thankful to be on the radio today. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us. I know your time is busy, and I know that Ory County traffic uh, on a Saturday You're morning first. Saturday morning not always e- easy, even then to uh, to get in. So we appreciate your. Uh, persistence trying to get to us and joining us uh, on there, which, by the way, is just about the same as being here in person. We'd love to meet you, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do that in person. But, you know, one of the things I was going to ask you, Matt, tell us a little bit about your background. How long have you been in the legislature? What drew you to public service? What are, what are your what are the things that you've accomplished? I know we don't have a lot of time. We're, uh, we're, yeah. we're on a hard out here. But what, what's, what's your uh, – and how did you become involved? What drew you to the Vivek Ramaswamy? I know that's a compound question. I apologize. But right. take that and run with it well, if you can. You know, yes, sir. I, you know, I, my life has always been about duty. Um, I, when I was 18 years old, I was a, I was in the military and the parachute training, and I ended up in 10 special forces eventually. So I did, you know, eight years in the military. I, I appreciated all the experiences I had there. I lived in Europe for five years. Served in Bosnia in 1996 for that conflict. And, uh, you know, my, that's just sort of my family background uh, is that uh, most of the men have served in the military and, and in other areas. And, you know, I, I was going back in, actually, and 9-11 happened, and I, I was asked to work for a federal agency, and I did about 11 years of that and retired from that, and I just got the service bug again. And uh, I know there's sort of a calling for, for sort of First America uh, patriots to run for office, veterans to run for office. Uh, I felt compelled to to take that up I, I went I didn't go into politics to sort of pick on a Republican that was maybe 10 percent less conservative than me I, I went and picked on a Democrat and I flipped a seat that's been blue since Reconstruction and wow. I'm, I'm real proud of that yeah and we've done real I was elected freshman caucus chair uh, at the biggest uh, class in in decades 28 of us mm-hmm. one of the first real rare and I was put in the uh, uh, judiciary which is also pretty rare for someone who's uh, not a lawyer and a freshman. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I feel really great about 
the yeah. conservative agenda that we've passed in the in the House, especially this year, and yeah. um, being a part of serving South Carolina, and I'm I'm going to be serving in the future. I'm running for state now, District 41, against Sandy Sand, who's pretty progressive. So I'm the uh, conservative option in that race. Wow, well, it is great to uh, meet you. What Democrat did you replace, by the way? I... Yeah, her, her name was uh, Shardell Murray. Okay, uh, yeah, all right. Well, congratulations, and thank you for your service in Bosnia and elsewhere. Thank you for all of that, and thank you for your present service in the General Assembly. You guys are doing great work, and there's been a lot of conservative things to to, uh, to be proud of uh, so far in this term. So thank you for that. What drew you to Vivek Ramaswamy as a candidate, um, Representative? Well, I tell you, I, you know, early on I was listening to all the candidates, and, and you know, Vivek was just talking about things that um, no one else would, really, and I thought that it was, important to the country to hear that voice and to hear that vision um you know the, the, a lot of times politicians will sort of recognize that something has a bad tooth but they don't want to actually do the, the root canal to make it better mm-hmm. uh, they'd rather just kind of solve that bad tooth and hope for the best later but the, and i recognize that vivek was willing to not only talk about the things that we have issues with and you know the deep state and uh, immigration and the China issues, but he he was willing to also offer the uh, the root canal that was needed, and, and yeah. that, that that was to me that was inspiring and, and refreshing. Um, and I just thought he needed to be a part of the mission, part of yeah. part of the part of the uh, you know the candidates for president, and, and so that he could talk about those solutions that nobody else was willing to do. So yeah. I, I'm happy to be on board. I'm happy to be a state chair. I will say this, and I don't know, you may not. Uh, be aware of this. I'm also the chairman of the Ori County Republican Party. And in the past, we've had this, you know, written, sometimes unwritten rule in the party that county chairs and county officers will not endorse in Republican primaries. And I've, and on that basis, I've steered away from endorsing anyone. But I tell you, there aren't, there are very few people who can dish out what I call these little condensed, high density truth bombs. I mean, just in rapid fire, where he covers in about the span of three minutes what most people would would take half the hour trying to unpack, and just just lays it out, and you're like, wow, I, I just you don't hear that level of of truth telling very often. Certainly not from politicians. Certainly not inside the Beltway, and it's refreshing. It really is. And you you whether he's the nominee or not, whether he's in office or not, whether he's supporting the administration, I'm assuming he's going to be involved somehow. But th- that's very refreshing to hear. And needed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wish I had his uh, skill set of being so articulate on so many matters so quickly. Uh, but it, it is especially, it reminds me a lot of, of Reagan and the great way that he could communicate problems and solutions. And, I, you know, we've got some serious issues that we're facing. I mean, the, the China issue alone, I mean, you know, Vivek is, is, is committed to holding the CCP accountable for COVID-19. Um, we need to. We got to address the semiconductor issue. Got to get that independence back. Our our, our uh, politicians have, le- have let us down in that area for decades, and now we it's going to take a little bit of time to to solve that issue. Um, you know, and, and you know we address, address the CCP in the state house with the you know the, the ability they have to buy American land. We've got to curtail mm-hmm. that, yep. and, and you know the CCP's affiliation with Mexican drug cartels. Uh, that, that's just we've got to break that. Yep. And 
you know, U.S. businesses need to be able to expand in China and not just be stopped by the CCP there. And, yep. and, 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 and not have their not have their IP trade. stolen, not have their IP stolen. Oh, oh, oh yes, absolutely. Um, yes, Representative sir. Lieber, we've got to go into a hard break. How can folks follow you or if they want to get in touch with the campaign, how can they do that? Well, uh, my website is uh, Lieber for Senate. Uh, you can also use Vote Lieber. Um, that's from my old House uh, website. It's all being directed to the Senate race. We are committed to uh, taking out the taking the, the sort of progressive worst senate, senator we have in the state that happens to I share the same district with her and we've got to address this I don't think she's read the uh, the Republican platform and I have and I'm committed to it and I want to take up that fight and continue fighting for freedom and liberty for the folks of South Carolina amen well representative Lieber thanks for all you're doing keep up the great work and come back anytime on Saturday morning coffee you're always welcome Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate Folks, it's it. Representative Matt Lieber representing Charleston Collin County in the House of Representatives for South Carolina. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I want to thank our special guest, Representative Matt Lieber, for joining us here on the show this morning. Great interview. Good to uh, get to know Representative Lieber. Hope uh, you can come back and join us again at some point in the future. So, uh, And it'll be interesting to see how... Uh, you know, the remainder of the campaign shakes out. Glenn, did you see the debate this week? Yes, absolutely. You know, I would not miss it. Reece. Wouldn't have missed it for the world, would you? I, I expected it to be a little uh, less entertaining than it was. Um, yeah, I was. I found myself rather disappointed. I was frustrated. I found myself, is this the best we've got? It, it, you know what? They're not addressing the needs of the Americans. They're battling between themselves, putting each other down. It's not good for the party. Yeah. It's not a good look. And like uh, DeSantis said, can we concentrate on the issues? It was, know? it was to me, it was just political theater. Um, it was an interesting moment where um, Nikki Haley and Tim, Tim Scott, Scott, Senator yeah. Tim Scott, sort of went at it. I yeah, mean, it was an intra, intrastate. Bring it, Tim. Yeah, bring it, yeah. Tim. I thought, I thought, oh my goodness, we're about to have a cockfight, yeah. good old fashioned Carolina cockfight, <laughs> right here on the national debate stage. I uh, wondered for, if we came back from commercial, if the people would be underground wrestling or something. I really, I wondered. It was, you know, and there was, you know, it occurred to me, Glenn, they need, like they do at the Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals, you go up to argue. Uh, there's three lights on the podium right in front of you. It's very simple. Like the little stoplight you learn in mm -hmm. elementary school. There's mm -hmm. a green light, a yellow light, and a red light. And you can talk when the green light's on. When the yellow light comes on, you know you need to start wrapping it up. And right. when the red light comes on, you stop talking. Your mic gets cut off. You zip it. Yeah, and they yeah. will cut your mic. And, yeah. and lawyers who go into the Supreme Court or the Court of Appeals know better than to keep talking when the red light comes on. Right. It's just, it's, and I think it's kind of like Philadelphia. We see just the decline of civilization. It's like a free-for-all. When the, when the best and brightest, supposedly, the people who would you know, a, a deign to lead us right. are up on the stage acting, like you said, like it's a schoolyard brawl. Yeah. Well, why should we, why should we be surprised about what's going on in Philadelphia? 
And, and uh, talk about the real issues. That's what we yeah. really were tuning in for. I feel like the debate was an opportunity for one or more of the candidates, other than Trump, to show not just that they're a viable alternative to Trump, but then in some ways they might be a better alternative right. uh, to Trump. Because I feel like that was kind of where the bar was set. I don't think any of them achieved that. Um, so The only good thing I liked was when Dana Perino asked... Uh, who would you would vote off the island? It oh, looked yeah. like Chris Christie. Wrote, Chris yeah. Christie wrote something down, but the other people said that they didn't want to do that. And I think DeSantis was the one that started that trend. And I think that was a really good idea because I think the question was stupid. I don't think it was she, I don't think Dana yeah. came up with that question. It, it was, was just really one bad. That was in the. It, it was bad. Uh, Fox News reporting a, a Washington Post it. Ipsos poll that showed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I, yeah, I was going to ask you, who do you think won the debate? I'd say he was probably the clear winner. I mean, yeah. he needs to relax a little bit more. But. He does. He uh, he had the best performance in the second Republican debate, according to a new poll conducted again by the Washington Post. Uh, 2,262 likely voters poll. They said Florida Governor Ron DeSantis asked uh, how they thought each candidate would perform. Overall, um, they thought Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy would finish ahead of the rest, closely followed by DeSantis, former Governor Nikki Haley, and Senator Tim Scott. But actually, it was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis who, according to the individuals polled, had the uh, the best performance when polled following the debate. 33% of the respondents thought DeSantis performed the best, followed by Haley at 18% and Ramaswamy at 15%. i am a little surprised by that Nikki Haley number. I didn't... Yeah. I didn't. I did not think she really made any ground well, I was watching, during the debate. I was watching Fox News on Thursday morning, and they were uh, many of New Hampshire or something interviewing people, and a lot of people said that they thought Nikki Haley really moved ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thought is, did she move ahead enough to be considered for vice president? Because yeah. she's not going to win the election. I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, interestingly enough, 24% of the people they poll for best performances and worst performances, 24% of the people in the Washington Post-Ipsos poll thought that New Jersey Governor Chris Christie performed the worst. Mm-hmm. 20% thought the same of uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. 11% of the voters thought North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum performed the worst. And 10% thought that of Vivek Ramaswamy. I really have to wonder and I do wonder why Chris Christie is on the stage. He's he's just like the the, the bad boy in the room, the elephant in the room. Actually, that, yeah, that's just there to throw fruit at the yeah. at the yeah. other contestants. Yeah. He's, he's like he's like the neighborhood. He's like the bad guy in the neighborhood yeah. that just shows up at the HOA meeting just to cause trouble. If you keep ducking these things, we're going to start calling you Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. That Donald was Duck. the stupidest, most lame uh, yeah. line, and it went over like a yeah. And in his mouth, uh, the way he did his mouth, Greg Gutfeld yesterday froze that picture and said he looked like a, a bottle opener. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was not. It was not his. It really is time for him to uh, to stand down. But yeah. I don't know how we'll convince him of that. So yeah, we um we we will be interested to see how this all plays out. But it was ironic to me, Glenn, that it was in the Ronald. It was in the Air Force One Pavilion. Yeah of the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. And I just kept thinking to myself, you know, I can remember as a kid, you know, those great moments on that seven, what is it, 707? Seven, yeah, 707. Uh, Air Force One, Ronald Reagan traveling the world, presenting such a wonderful image, giving yep. some, giving everybody something to look up to. And you just have to ask yourself, where's Ronald Reagan? You know, where is Ronald Reagan? You, we would, you know, and, and Ronald Reagan wasn't perfect. And I don't like people that make people into larger than life characters but you really do miss uh the 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 charisma 
the character, uh, the statesman that he was. Yeah, and some of the bickering that went on, it was like they forgot where they are. It was kind of disrespectful, in my opinion, to be in the Ronald Reagan Library like that and acting like, you know, an un- a kid out of control. Yeah. The talking over each other, the bickering back and forth, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it was. Bad, bad, bad uh, karma, bad reflection on the Republican candidates, uh, bad reflection on the party, bad reflection on where we are as a society frankly, but uh, we'll, we'll press ahead. Other th- items, so many items in the stack, Glenn, we really got to gotta come up with some more time. I got like 15 items in the stack here that I've been dying to get to. This from the Epic Times this week, cities at a breaking point after welcoming illegal immigrants. Sanctuary cities rolled out the red carpet for illegal immigrants. Now they're declaring themselves to be in financial emergencies as their budgets are being blown. Absolutely. Uh, before Eric Adams was elected mayor of New York City in 2021, his campaign posted on Twitter, now known as X, we should protect our immigrants, period. Yes, New York City will always be and remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. That sounds pretty adamant adamant. for Mayor Adams, doesn't it? I like your adamant. Pretty solid. Less than two years later, however, now Mayor Adams, now that he's trying to run the Big Apple, (laughs) is suggesting that the influx of illegal immigrants will destroy New York City. It's a life-or-death situation. Uh, Let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I do not see an ending to this. Everybody's seen that clip. We don't have time for it. But, yeah, it's it's so funny. Glenn, liberals have such high-minded ideas, and this is why conservatism is better than liberalism. Liberals, and I'm giving classical liberals the benefit of the doubt, but liberals always have such high-minded ideas until they have to recognize the actual cost and bear the cost of their policies. That's why conservatism is always going to work, because we focus on the individual. We focus on individual responsibility. We don't focus on too big to fail. We focus, we should focus on Working hard, being productive, being responsible for your own action, and reaping the benefit of those actions when they pay off, and paying the price for your mistakes when they don't. Right. It's how we advance as a species, as a society, as a country, as a county, as a city. It works at every level. It works at the family level. It works at the individual level. It just works. Liberalism works right up until the moment you attach a price tag to everything that comes out of your mouth. And when you attach a price tag to what comes out of your mouth, you're broke. Whether you're talking about a household, an individual, or uh, a country, in the case of the United States. It's like Margaret Thatcher always said, socialism works great until you run out of other people's money. Right, yeah. And so... (laughs) A lot more to get to, folks, but we won't get to it today. We'll have to save it for the stack. Join us next week for more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That is Glenn Dye. Let me leave you with this bit of parting wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next week for more Saturday morning coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.